This time on TNT. It's our ninth annual Christmas Spectacular. We're braced for the storm of the century. And we check in with the Action Stormwatch 7000 team. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Good evening, folks. Ace Pounder with you as our Action Stormwatch 7000 team coverage begins right now. As you know, storm of the century being called for. We've been keeping our eye on this one for the last several days now. The day is here. The time has come. Our Action Stormwatch 7000 team in place all over the county to bring you from the front lines reports on the relentless pounding of the wind, the unbelievable gusts that are unprecedented, never before seen. We're expecting devastating damage. Uh, Power crews are working where and when they can, although uh, for their own safety, trucks have been put on standby as we watch this thing play out. We're going to go to the front lines now. We'll start with our own Lindy Roughskin standing by. Uh, First of all, set the scene for us, Lindy. Hope you're safe. Where are you and what's happening there? Thanks a lot, Ace. I'm uh, at the at the corner of uh, Windermere and Pacific, right here okay. on the uh, on the coast. As you can see, the water right behind me with the lake, and uh, uh, we're uh, we're just kind of here, and uh, there's nothing really happening. Actually, it's pretty calm out here. Okay, but I imagine um, it's calm. By <laughs> in fairness, you've covered a lot of crazy storms over the years, so calm to you might not be calm to other people. Um, what kind of uh, weather activity are you seeing now? Is there precipitation? Uh, how would you rate the wind gusts? And and frankly, your own personal safety at the, at this hour. Oh uh, yeah, Ace. Uh, I I'm uh, ready for uh, anything. We have uh, a good spot here on standby if I need to hide from these uh, hundred uh, kilometer hour gust winds that are expected. To, we're really ready. Uh, as you can see, I'm dressed. My attire is prepared. Uh, I, uh, other than that, I, I mean, I just we're just kind of we're here, and uh, there's nothing in terms of wind at all at the moment. Well, you're a brave, uh, brave soul, Lindy Roughskin. Um, you've covered storms for years and years. This one promises to be the worst one ever, and we're uh, excited. Is the wrong word? Um, curious to see just how much damage and devastation will be uh, wreaked. Um, Obviously, this thing is going to get really bad. Worst case scenario, what is the? Uh, you're saying it's not; it hasn't happened yet, but probably it's going to be terrible. Describe the ways in which it could potentially, probably, hopefully, be terrible. Well, I mean, as you know, uh, I'm a meteorologist, and uh, we're not really uh, we're not supposed to speculate on, on the weather as as much. As prepare for certain ideas, is that we do know that this could potentially be the storm of a lifetime, quote unquote. Uh, but at this moment, we, there is nothing going on. But at this at this moment, uh, I'm sure you can. You've probably, uh, given the number of storms you've covered over the years, probably uh, can sense when things are about to get catastrophic and and indeed devastating. Uh, I suspect you're feeling that in the air now, and to the layperson and non-meteorologist what does that feel like the sense of impending doom and is it is it kind of foreboding or or, or walk us through uh, how scary it must be with the potential deadliness of this storm well i mean uh as a, a, a professional in weather 
I have to say that uh, the only thing I can remember personally, because uh, that's the, the easiest way I can give you a proper answer, was back in 1998 when we did have the great ice storm in, here in the Northeast. Uh, we did have a lot of damage. I did spend mm. uh, a week at my uh, in-laws because uh, they had a generator and we did not. Uh, I mean, that was. Uh, I mean, we played a lot of board games, and uh, you know how they're a little bit... A little bit uh, not where I am politically, so it was a little difficult, to be honest. Uh, okay. Did a lot of fighting and, uh, you know, maybe a few too many arguments after a few drinks and stuff like that. But you know how it is, Ace. Uh, sometimes you just got to get get things, uh, get it together and realize that you're just trying to survive, right? Yeah, our, uh, Lindy Ruffskin standing by and filing this report, and we're very, very thankful for that. Lindy, before I let you go, one question If indeed it is as heinous and terrible and devastating as we hope, or are told rather, what in millions could be the cost of the cleanup of a storm that hopefully comes to fruition like the one we've been promised? Well, I mean, I would say it would probably be a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. Uh, But at this point, like I said, uh, we're just uh, preparing as much as we can to be honest, I mean, it's quite surprising how little wind there is right now. That's our uh, Lindy Ruffskin on the front lines of this Action Stormwatch 7000 team coverage. Thank you, Lindy. Stay safe out there, will you? Hey, my pleasure. Uh, we'll see you soon, Ace. Our Action Stormwatch 7000 team coverage continues now. Janice Doublestein standing by in a different part of the county. Janice, uh, first of all, hope you're safe. Secondly, what can you tell us from there? Hi, how are you? How you doing, Ace? I'm great. Uh, again, uh, not very different than uh, Lindy's uh, earlier explanation of his point. As you can see, I'm downtown. And, uh, you know, there's a little breezy, but uh, nothing to report yet. Sounds Ace. scary. And, and looking at the image behind you, obviously the streets are uh, bare. People have uh, taken cover and are trying to stay safe at this hour. Um, you're one of the uh, ones braving the inevitable storm. I can't help but notice that your uh, your bangs are more feathered than they typically are. Is that as a direct result of the wind at this hour? Uh, no, that's just a decision of the hairdressers. And uh, to be honest, uh, the only... I guess, uh, I mean, I'm pretty excited to get this nice gray goose jacket here from, you know, that work paid for that. That's great. You don't get to just take these off the rack without losing a couple of months mortgage. Well, speaking of losing things, um, people are hopefully, uh, forgive me, probably going to lose a lot in this storm that we'll be reporting on for the next coming days. Was your hairstyle uh, chosen by your hairdresser as something that would be more aerodynamic to see the gusts of upwards of 100 kilometers an hour that we are hoping or expecting to see rather uh, tonight? Is, was, was, that a, was your own safety a factor in styling your hair like that, Janice Doublesday? Well, I mean, I uh, did just, I told the hairdresser to give me something that if it was windy that it, it wouldn't look ridiculous or it wouldn't be affected by the wind. And, uh, to be honest, I mean, let's talk about your hair for a minute, Ace. I mean, if that is your hair, uh, did you, what are you using of the, is that a V05 from 1987? Or what's your, what's your secret? Is that that, because you look more like the before picture of the V05 ad. 
I understand uh, sometimes in tense situations, people lash out, say things they don't mean, uh, particularly to uh, an anchor who is their superior and who could have them uh, shipped off to uh, the worst tiny station uh, in rural America with one email. Um, but Janice, give you one chance to uh, fix that. If it gets indeed as bad as they hope or promising it will, uh, how bad could it get later tonight? Well, I mean, you would probably, I mean, it's pop- so bad that you would probably have to give the hot oil treatment twice, Okay. Ace. That's uh, Janice Doublestein reporting from uh, wherever it is she is. Janice, don't stay too safe out there. Uh, hope the wind blows you around. Ace Pounder, that's our Action Stormwatch 7000 team coverage. And now back to the Masked Singer finale. That's what would be on, too. It's not far off what the actual storm coverage is like, especially when the storm is a letdown and you can tell they're disappointed. Yeah. The, okay, That's but hypothetically, it if it did get bad, how bad could it get? Well, I suppose it could get very bad. Could get bad. If it's windy, you never know, bud. Guess what? I don't enjoy this song. But it's our ninth annual Christmas episode of Taggart and Torrance. That's so crazy. I just uh, figure we'll probably be jamming a lot of different ones. You know, maybe this one. You more of a Bobby Helms guy, are you? I like a good sleigh bell. Like, Does I like that the sleigh bell is happening in the, in the background throughout. It's good jams. Here are things that I don't particularly enjoy about Christmas songs. One is when people, like, the Jessica Simpsoning of Christmas songs, when they're over-delivered, yeah. I don't love that. And I also don't love when it's a different genre, like, uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree is not my favorite because I like I like my uh, I like my carols traditional, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I you know what I don't like is uh, when it's clear it's like a new artist that's like doing it just to to do it, and then it's phoning phoning it in, and you can just hear it. Well, that, I those wonder are the ones this. I don't like. I wonder this it just because, sound, and it's like a a literal copy and paste of another version. You know what I mean? The exact same arrangement. Everyone's playing the same parts. I know, but it's kind of uh, it's kind of a tough one because if you go all Christina Aguilera on it, I don't like that either. No, but I'm saying it, if you're going to redo an older song, do it your own way or do it so it sounds like you. Right, so I when the boobs why, does it. Well, that's why the boobs is getting the always gets gets hired because he does it legit like the guy hires like a 30-piece band and like they crush it Goes he's a killer killer singer so that's like that's his wheelhouse so it makes sense right like it's that's why he's crushing it he so also that, that, says I, I i got no problems with that he also says ties in every store but then i heard bing crosby's version of that Bing Crosby said ties instead of toys in every store. I also yeah, I like how Boob says yits. 
It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The only one, like the old one, I don't know if it's uh, who's singing it, but the uh, is it is it Gene Autry that does the the original Frosty the Snowman? Oh, that sounds right. But he's like his, he's like his story instead of his story. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one that bugs me. Well, there are so many different <laughs> reads of Christmas too. There's M U S S, Christmas, yeah, right? Yeah, Christmas. and Christmas, like two A's with an umlaut. <laughs> Chris Mouse with <laughs> yeah, Chris Mouse, Merk Chris Mouse. So, I've been dropping some yeah, Merry Christmas this week. We, yeah, well, I mean, the, we're right here. This is the Friday, the 23rd, and we're getting, like, uh, we're all done the Christmas shopping here and stuff, but, like, we're but we're getting hammered with the windstorm that I hope isn't too bad. Like, I hope it's nothing. That's one, It's one of those ones where you're like, I hope we're overblowing it. But well, like it, I, uh, I gather the thing that's different about this one is it's going to be a crazy amount of rain. Then the temperature is going to drop really fast. That's already happened. Yeah. Oh, it has. Yeah, it's already rain. It rained all night, and so there's that thick layer of hard, icy snow that I cleared off the driveway, and uh, so and put some salt down. But already there's two inches of snow now because it went from plus six yesterday to minus seven right now and everything's freezing super fast and there's that the wind's just starting to pick up right now and the wind is just full of snow so it's like piling up fast with the wind and it's just so i hope if it's like they're saying 90 kilometer hour winds or something that's uh whoa scary well, the other so thing is about fine. here, they're saying 80 to 100 here. There's no, um, they're not even calling for snow. It's going to be 11 degrees tomorrow. But everything is so vulnerable since Fiona. There's still like trees laying yeah. on power lines from then. Yeah. So um, uh, it's not going to be good. Uh-uh. Batting anyway. down the bods, batting down the bods. Anyway, we're cozy. Yeah, we're hanging in here if yeah. need be. I'm going in the corners of the basements, in the basements. What happens in the basement? Well, if you're looking for safety, if roofs are coming off or something, or if trees are falling into houses, then you just go down to the basements. And oh, you really mean like <laughs> storm shelter styles? Yeah. Like, I'm not, there's some huge trees around the house here. Like, if any of those things came down, like, that's like corner of the house move. Like in the movies. So I'm, I'm I just I just don't like the when I see high winds I get creeped out because I've seen because uh, the the there's a lot of old big trees on this neighborhood but like that last storm that we had a few, a few months ago there was a tree that was completely uprooted because it's such a shallow root system or around the streets like where the sidewalks are there's only yep. that so so much of uh, area for the roots to grow. It wasn't so, Yahoy so, though, was it? The wobbly tree with the lights? <laughs> no, it wasn't that one. No, it wasn't but that thing's boy? gonna that thing's gonna be going off today. That tree with the, the yeah, lights. no kidding. Yeah, no, I'm I'm more concerned about like huge branches coming down or any of that stuff because it's just damage, damage. So hopefully not too much. Do you have any um, trees close to your? Yes, like, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. There's a massive. 
uh, maple tree right in the backyard of my, like, and it's in my neighbor's backyard, but it's so big that it kind of towers over all, like, three houses in the, around us, kind of. Like, so could, that could come through. It, and the wind is blowing from, like, that tree right now into the, my back corner of my house. So, like, if that thing came down, like, the roof for sure, and the be- my bedroom... Does a... Insurance moves. Straight up. You know, I, I, I think I mentioned after Katrina, we had some damage at our place on the island, and it was nothing compared to the people beside us, and theirs was yeah. devastating, but the people beside them had it arguably even worse. Um, I heard that uh, an insurance adjuster had 3,000 claims open Oof. on their computer. Can you imagine going to work if you had 3,000 no. claims and people nope. are calling, like, you know, I'm calling about 45 uh, Cobblestone Drive? I, I got to be honest, man. I, I don't even know well, where that is. Remember the remember how annoying it was when, when the the guys broke into our rental car and there was yes. this damage or whatever you had to report, how much of a pain in the ass that was just yes. for that Imagine your whole house being gone, right? Yes. Like that's that's like weeks and weeks of like investigation and in interviews. <laughs> I know. And years ago, uh, when someone broke into my house in uh, Windsor, Nova Scotia, the guy I was dealing with the insurance guy. I said I lost a whole bunch of CDs, and he said, "Well, what ones?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. Like I had hundreds." And he's like, "Well, then just make a list of like what would be your dream." CD collection, and we'll just get those. Okay. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Because the other thing is, strangely, sometimes um, with technology, for example, things get better and cheaper, so you actually make out okay on an insurance claim. I think some people live by, like, have a living on that move. Yeah. Greasy styles. Super greasy the people, styles. The people that take advantage of it and that, like... As opposed to people that don't get what they were they need, you know, I think that about um, things like CRA. When I get a call from CRA and the person is approaching me with skepticism, it's because of the proud tradition of people trying to rip them off. That when you're actually not, you end up paying for it, right? Yeah, like that. Canada needs to make some money, so they've hired a whole bunch of masks to try to go pulling threads on sweaters and try to make some money. (laughs) But you kind of feel like they approach you like you're trying to get away with something and we're going to catch you. Like, I'm actually not. I, uh, just trying to do my best. Keep my head. You know what I, you know what I think happened to me a couple days ago, driving John and, and Jack to school in the morning. What? Some mask in a little car just uh, uh, ripping down Bathurst, like, you know, going around, you know, 10 over 80 in a, you know, in a 70 or whatever, just like ripping down the road. It's a good artery. There's there's lots of room between uh, lights and stuff. And I was well behind this guy, maybe two car lengths. All of a sudden, the guy slams on his brakes hmm. with nothing in front of him. So Ahead I had to slam on my brakes. Yeah. There was nothing there at all. And I'm like, this fucker's trying to get the old like neck brace move going. No. 
It had to be because there was no other reason. And I went and I drove up beside him, and he's looking at like acting like nothing's wrong at all. I'm like fucking greasy motherfucker. Wow! Just out of the blue. There's no because if he if he if he thought something happened, he would say something to me or look at me. Like, like oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That was close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like out of the blue, look, just. Crazy. You know, I remember and from I, you Young Artists of Canada that if you hit a mask from behind, doesn't matter what the circumstances that, yeah. are, you're at fault, right? Yes, yeah. Because you shouldn't have been following so close. Thankfully, and I wasn't even following that close, but it was like, thank, and thankfully I had enough space to stop. And, or like, if I was, it was, I had the idea like that if, I wasn't slowing down in with, in enough time. I was going to veer into the into the uh, off onto the side of the road a little more. Scary. So I would have missed him, but like literally had to slam on the brakes. And I'm like, okay, this will be enough. Like I could feel the system was working, and and I didn't have to worry. But man, definitely that move for sure. Keep your heads up. Because if you, I didn't notice... Oh, you would have been history. Do you have the... Well, or he would have been, too. Anyway, what? Do you have the uh, doodle-goodle-goo, like um, uh, you're <laughs> oh, approaching the them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it beeps. You have Beep City USA? The Beep Does City, Does it hit the yeah. brake? Uh, no, I was hitting the brake hard enough, anyway. Do you have the... But, um, no, it doesn't... Not like a Tesla, where it's breaks do you have the lane departure notification vibration system uh no like if you veer across the broken line and it gives you a right in the old uh, chocolate spider no no that's a good one is that in yours yeah <laughs> um it's it something... a little flutter in the in the arsehole a flutter in the turd cutter it's um <laughs> it's optional you can turn it off but uh it's a good move too, because if if you do you have the um, uh, hey you need a cup of coffee, bud? No, I don't have that either. Because <laughs> that's a good one. What is that like? Sense in the air, like sounds like some you're, like you're not all there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like yeah. you're veering around, like you're going, like you start doing the like rips onto the like if you're <laughs> eating while you're having Wendy's or something. Yeah, like if you're um I got I got pulled over by a cop one time cuz I was eating Wendy's or in my car. <laughs> like driving and eating, so I was like kind of not driving like maybe a little bit look like I might have been banged up. Like swervesies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you get a ticket? No, no, he thought I was wait drunk. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just having Wendy. And I showed him the bag and he started laughing, actually. Like, no, I, I, I was, actually... I, I wasn't going, like, it was just kind of like, you know, when you see a guy go over a little bit and then come back and then maybe go a bit and come because I'm, like, eating with one hand. Aw. But, like, there's clear, like, the, so it's like <laughs> there's no one else coming around. But it was definitely, like... Pretty suspect driving, so it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I like. I wondered if there was some ticket for like swervification reckless, or something like. Yeah, reckless yeah. driving maybe or something. But yeah, it wasn't like causing any issues where it was like he just like hey, like 
was going to make me do a breathalyzer, and then he could tell that I'm fine. I got pulled over once going 75 and a 50, and uh, it used to be an 80. And so Oh, the, yeah, that's what happens. That's so the, the guy said, do you drive this road often? I was like, huh, that is a great <laughs> question. Because if I <laughs> oh, say no. yes... He'll say, well, you should yeah, know it's then, 50. And if I say no, he'll say, well, what are you doing speeding in a part of town you don't know very well? Yeah. It was like the, you want to fight me? No. You call me a liar? No. Heard you want to fight me? No. Call me a liar? No. Yeah. It's been like this for three months if you're driving here every day. You should know that. Yeah. You're going to get a ticket. So what did you do? Oh, I got a ticket. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, I think I told you last year I got pulled over for speeding and the cop came up to the window and was like, hey, recognized me from a thing. And uh, so we were chatting for like uh, 20 minutes. And finally he said, anyway, uh, I have to take off if that's okay. It was like one of those, like, instead of he's, he's letting like, me I go, I talked like, so I much. Go? He was like, I, I need to, I'm afraid I have to go now. You didn't get a ticket? No. Oh, that's it. You got a good one there. Got a chat through and your then he's like, And then he gave you the shout out. Um, Which is the 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 sha la 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 is the feeling of when someone big times you at the end, right? When you're like kind of you kind of deserved it. Sha la la la. (laughs) Let's take a break, button, then we'll play some uh, Christmas jams. Okay, before the power goes out. Here we go. My favorite follow on Twitter. (laughs) How? Well, he follows me, so I follow. It's my favorite. I don't know how. I just like, saw Did you ever his... cross paths with him? No. Just love it. <laughs> Found out this week this is Carol's favorite Carol. It is? Yeah. I just bought a uh, sweat. Well, Annalise was her idea to, to get a sweater for Rebel that had Feliz Navidad. Oh, that's great. Because he's part Chihuahua. Oh, yeah. Super funny. See? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) He loves it. it, She put it on him, and he actually didn't, like, for the first time, wasn't trying to shake it off. He was just, like, walking around, big laugh face, stoked. He just owned it. Yeah. Yeah, he's good times. So yeah, that's a good jam. Feliz Navidad. Can't go wrong with that. It I sure could hear is. that one all day. Um, here's what I didn't know, by the way. I was thinking about uh, songs that, that I don't love around the Christmas season. And for some reason, I've heard a whole bunch of Brian Adams Christmas songs. But they're like, uh, they're not classics. They're like, this is Christmas. and Something about not Christmas even that one. time. That one's a little much for my stomach. It's no, not even no, no. that one. For some reason, there's hey, you know, a lot of Brian Adams Christmas songs this year. I didn't learn till till I was in Portugal that he's huge there. Oh, he's huge everywhere around the world. But his parents have a place in Portugal, and sure. he's lived there quite a bit. I think they yeah. were placed there. And he's like, he's there, <laughs> Celine Dion. Yeah. Well, he's everywhere. He's like that, like, yeah, massive. I'm, you know what I'm stoked is Pat Stewart from who's the, in the odds, and played with Brian Adams back way back in the in the rock and heavy '80s days, like mid '80s, awesome times. He's back in the band, 
So that's what? wicked. Yeah, Pat Stewart's back on the drums with Brian Adams. So it's great to see him like tearing it up with Brian. No way. Yeah. Why would? How did that happen? Who was the drummer? I don't know. Where did he I, I go? Think, I, well, he Brian Adams would use Mickey Curry for decades. Mickey Curry's wicked drummer, and I don't know what the change was, but I mean Pat's awesome. So he probably was like just remembered. <laughs> Like, oh, it's yeah. Like, you know Pat. what? Not not only Pat is he's a wicked drummer, but he's a, an amazing dude. So, great guy. Man, and, that, uh, it's that, good to see him. That's such a, a great nice band, too, man. Odds. For sure. They had Definitely. some bangers. Oh, massive. But, like you said, around the world, like arenas still packed everywhere. For Mr. Brian Adams? Yeah. That's what the. Uh, that's what the cab driver was calling him, Mr. Brian Adams. Mr. Brian. <laughs> to the point where we've started calling him MBA. Every time he comes yeah, on, no, oh, it's, it's MBA. Uh, a, a lot of those are a lot of artists like that are that are bigger in Europe or even around the world. It's it's like uh, people in Canada. It, ha- it seems to happen more than most places where uh, they kind of fade out instead of becoming legends where they just keep rocking to the same level. But around the world, music is like that more, where that if you're playing arenas at one point, you're still playing arenas. Yeah. doesn't dwindle the same. I don't know if that, I think it's more of a Western culture of like, it's more important what's happening right now. But then they go see a band that was huge, 20 years ago and they're still crush it live because are like oh my god all these songs there's so many songs but then those bands will go to other places around the world and still be as big as they were it's crazy well i remember you saying that that any band should um focus on europe because if you earn the hearts of european fans you can go back there forever was it bruce springsteen that said that uh, yeah, it's like it's no different than how you were saying when you went to Europe this last trip and how people were and how they look at life and how they look at experiences and um there's a lot of disposability in the western culture and it's not just stuff that we throw away it's like mental thoughts and it's also things that we covet or what we hold dear they change more. <laughs> they it's like that it's like look at it like batteries or something when we're in Europe. Wow. They really see stuff for what it is and embrace it and it doesn't doesn't go away. It doesn't just get less. You, if you love something, you, you keep, never set you it maintain free. it. Yeah. So I don't know. That's another thing that that's definitely the case in a lot of places around the world that doesn't happen as much here and if we had more of that here, that would certainly be nice. Um, our bud Mike Stevens, the uh, harmonica guru and um, uh, just all-around great dude who started Arts Can Circle and has delivered a bunch of instruments, uh, both donated and purchased and recording equipment to communities up north. One of my favorite people. Um, yeah. He is uh, found out just totally by kind of surprised that he's huge in Taiwan. Nice. Was there a place where you guys played that was like, I can't believe this. This makes no sense. I had no idea that we were so uh, well-known here. Well, there were places that OLP didn't go to that would have probably been like that. Like, uh, 
I think it was maybe Indonesia or something. There were really? certain places. Yeah, like the songs were banging and people were loving it. And we never went. And uh, Australia, there was tons of radio that we never went. It would have been so crazy. And even Fuji Fest in Japan. Like, if you go to that, that you, can, you generally can make it. If you get to on that festival, you take it because, like, Every band that I know that played Fuji Fest can still goes to Japan to do shows. <laughs> wow. But, and were you guys invited? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And canceled. It was we did that a few times. And if you do that, that's what happens. They say, fuck you, like forget it. It's a disrespectful so move. So you to, guys canceled? Yeah. Why? I don't know, made his back or something happened, health, something what something didn't I don't know, you know. <laughs> There was a lot of that shit going on that, uh... Funny, things that at the time seemed like, uh, so important or worth drawing a line in the sand or maybe even were frustrating at the time, but now that you're, it's in the rearview mirror, you're like, wait a sec, why? <laughs> what were we Yeah, thinking? believe me, yeah, I don't, <laughs> it's just... When you're living on other another person's watch, it's, and that, that line in the sand changes with the tide... It's not, it's not fun. Well, I know from having witnessed it in some cases, how like you start to get some traction, say with a TV show, and suddenly people start to think they're above it or kind of poke it with a stick or kind of reluctant to come. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the second it's over, second you're off the tilt-a-whirl, six weeks later, you're like, oh, wait a sec, maybe that wasn't such a big deal. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe we should have said yes to that free money that we thought was selling out at the time. Yeah, believe me, there's lots of that. Yeah, but Although, listen, going back. Go, sorry, going back to um, what we do, don't do in North America compared to Europe. I do have to say that, like the Newfoundland, for sure, um, and a lot of the Atlantic provinces, like. Have that acceptance with the, the the music and poetry and art and stuff that has happened there, like that's still, it's I think it's more of an Ontario thing than that because it seems in other provinces there's still a lot of, uh, you know, you remember music artists that, that were that were doing things decades ago. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Ontario, it's like stuff is just changing every six months and it's updated and, and it must be the effect of a of a a big city that doesn't really know what the hell's going on <laughs> well it's like remember steve dylan saying uh in saint john's the yuck yucks closed down because anyone who heckled from the crowd was funnier than anyone on the stage i yeah. feel like on, on the east coast with music it might be like that to a degree as well, because music is so woven into the history and fabric of who we are out here, and especially yeah. the further east you go, like uh, Cape Breton, uh, for sure, um, and PEI, but Newfoundland, big time, that I'm sure any of the guys in Great Big Sea would say they could spit and hit 10 people that play as well or better than oh, them. For sure, yeah. Right? That, like, oh, yeah, or go in the kitchen and there's like, yeah, a way better musician on this one, or... There's some other guy who doesn't even do, you know, like just everybody's so talented. They yeah. can sing their heads off. And even if like, have you ever noticed, like, even if you can tell, hey, you know what? That's 
this person doesn't even ha- like really have like a timber or like a big you know how Frank Sinatra or like Buble have these really beautiful voices and it's all wide and yes. every all the timber is perfect or whatever but you'll hear some guy who's like I, I this is if this person lived in like Guelph they couldn't they would they would be like I can't fucking sing to save the life of me but because they're on the rock he's like Hey, he's got this wicked voice. It's the perfect key all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you learn. It's like, fuck it, keep singing. And, you you know, like the band is a kind of a good example of that where some of, like Rick Danko's voice is like, it's it's kind of different. Some might say abrasive or, you know, too weird. But, like, he's sung amazingly and strong and you know, Richard Manuel was more soulful and obvious that it was like this guy can sing like a, a soul great and leave on and but like just the uh, like you know that idea of when you just you know Rick Danko his whole family were musicians so he, and his dad was like a famous musician as well so like he learned just probably from falling down and getting up and falling down and getting up and. It, it it just made it makes them almost better singers in a sense because it's so different when they have a not an obviously honest perfect singing voice but like but they mean it oh but the, yeah so it comes and that's across. the stuff you can't fake and then and the notes are perfect so it's like it is perfect <laughs> you know what I mean like if the notes are on all the time then how can you say it's not perfect singing right yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I love the uh, the authentic and purity of East Coast music for sure. Um, heartfelt, warts and all, spirited, uh, yeah. drinking me songs. Well, just it, it's still going, and it it will go on forever. But like, but I know that I, doesn't doesn't happen here. It do, it does in rural communities. Like back in the day, I know the Ottawa Valley had tons of musicians and. Everybody is very similar to how it is on the rock where everyone's playing in their house. Like Lisa's family, they would all be playing instruments in their house on the weekends or whenever. Viol- you know, fiddles and piano and everybody's got guitars and crushing it. So that, like, the, the piano that we have in our house was the one that was through their house that, since it was brand new generationally from the late 1800s. Cool. And that thing was, like, has been restrung already like completely fixed and it's like already played out again like the, the keys are all dead because like it's just been played to shit you know That's how hard that is to play a piano to the point where it's not working anymore almost and it's even after tuners have come in to take it as the action is just crushed because of the playing that takes like such a, an, a lot of huge amount of performance on it to wear it out like that you know I think I've I've told you I did a a little independent movie of Sherry White in St. John's years ago. And I was so intimidated by the artists working on the thing. Like the props person was also a painter and the assistant director was also a dancer. And commerce doesn't even factor into it because no one assumes they'll be able to make a living at their art. So they're artists Mm. for art's sake because they love it and couldn't not be and that was fascinating so the 
the uh, AD would work the door at the props guy's paint show and then um, someone who was a gaffer would have a rock show and the director would uh, work the door for them. Like just nice. a colony of artists and every one as good as the next one. And it was so inspiring to be in such a creative environment where people were just making it because they wanted to. Like no yeah. one was doing it for rent. No, it's because they had to, not yeah. wanted to, right? Because like sometimes, a lot of a lot of people that are like that, that are really talented and, um, especially only really good at one thing. Sometimes, if they don't do that one thing, then they're depressed and their life isn't that good. So yeah. they have to, they have to do that. That's why you see musicians that don't make any money, but they still are doing it every day because they can't. They they they're too depressed if they don't. Yeah, they have it's to. It's a, yeah. That's why you have to keep uh, grinding to things that you like to do because at least if you're uh, in that position, you're still creating, building your life's work or whatever it is on your instrument, just trying to 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 get closer to what you want to be. Like that to me is a uh, an achievement. A huge achievement, as opposed to just working a job that you hate and barely getting by anyway, you know? Um, the girls, well, Indy takes piano lessons, and they had their uh, recital the other night, and Indy crushed the Grinch. Nice. Um, crushed it, and uh, then Indy and Suge did a like, medley. The, like the, the You're a Mean One song, or yeah. that one? Oh, nice. Yeah. Wicked. But ripped it because it it has all that like diddle-a-bwada, yeah. diddle-a-bwada, <laughs> like really complicated. <laughs> really complicated. For sure. Yeah, there's like crazy dynamics in that. Yeah, yeah, there were. Um, and then Shook played guitar and the two of them <coughs> did a medley of Christmas hits together. And it's neat to be, uh, to be far enough along in their music journey that I'm not nervous watching them anymore. I'm just pumped. I'm not holding mm-hmm. my breath. I'm just enjoying it. And a friend of mine told me that siblings can harmonize better because the shape of their uh, skulls are the same. Yeah. 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 So w- when they harmonize, it's beautiful. Well, did you? I, I, I saw Dolly Parton. My, my Lisa and her mom were watching the Dolly Parton Christmas thing. <laughs> and I, I didn't know her sisters can sing just as good as she can. Can they? They were there and they, and they, they look the same, kind of. But like they started singing, and I'm like, holy fuck. It's like the Bee Gees when they just start singing. It's like it's like never off at all. It's only more and more perfect. She's you ever the, see the best. Fucking, see the fucking Bee Gees live, like when they were rocking. How it sounds. Just no, How it sounds like those fucking the band and then they're like they're singing like that, but they all have instruments. It's not like bullshit like now. Where like it's just the guy with tapes. They're like, they got the bass, they got the guitar, and they're just like, I'm just fucking crushing it. The band's just and trying dancing. to keep up. 
Yeah, and the band's just trying to keep it going, man. They're no see, joke. You see bands cover like cover BG songs that's so bad every time. It's just shit, always shit. That's so hard. They're like it's like James Brown's band tight. Or Elvis's band, or like the bands that were just like working their arse off. Man. It's also classic. just relentless and sneaky runs. More than a woman to me. Just watch that Bee Gees documentary, man. Um, it gives Dolly you a good Parton insight. Just announced yeah, Dolly this week Parton. that everybody who works at Dollywood, doesn't matter if tomorrow's your first day or you've been there for 30 years, everyone gets their college paid for 100%. Awesome. Because she said, if we want our hosts to be happy and we want them to pass along that experience to the guests, so if they're happy working here, then uh, they will be happier um, for the guests, and that's the best way to do it. Like, is she the coolest person in history? Yeah, she's... She's uh, so badass. She's really sets the model to what you should be. When you're in a position like she is, just the amount of work that you can tell that's going on and in positive work, just I think she's, you can tell she really cares and uh, she wants to kind of prove herself, it seems, as because mo- the amount of things she's accomplished, it's, those aren't things that you just like, someone tells you to do. <laughs> you and know she I mean? uses it, the so limelight vast. selectively. She has a pretty yeah. private existence, but she knows that she has this big reach and uses it for the purposes of good. Yeah, like she, and just the 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 game changing, like she, the whole Dollywood concept of like I don't want to go tour and miss my family all the time. Like they they can come here, and they did it's such a brilliant thing, and making the experience. It's like she's like okay, well I'm not going to be on tour, but. If I can do it here, then I can make it uh, way better than a, a live show. Because in a live show, you're bringing production that you have to take in trucks, you know? You know, what's so, funny is I think we were, on our last holiday special, we were talking about uh, Dolly Parton because we were talking about Hard Candy Christmas. Speaking of sneaky runs and what a good, what a banger that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like the power is going to go out. I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> I guess this is the yeah. I don't. I'm in the basement recording this, so I. Uh, I let's hope that we have a, a, a not too breezy night here. Yeah, it's a sneaky shorty, but um, wanted hey. to hop on and wish all the buds all the very very best of the holiday season. Yeah, lonely and, time uh, for some and a sad time for many. And um, yeah, reach out if you need to. Absolutely, buds, and, and uh, again, have have a have a uh, a merriest of merry holiday, everybody, and we'll be back with another one before the new year. Be- and the words of DJ the, Khaled, we'll be back on with the power. another one. Another one. Good chatting, bud. Good chatting. Happy holidays, bud. What? Oh.